0: I'm Nathan Montgomery, Let's Chat. Well, hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me once again here on Let's Chat. Uh, I'm very excited about our podcast today. You will not have to hear just my voice you're going to hear the voice of a really good friend of mine, an incredible lender, uh, incredible in his field. Uh, I'm just so excited to have him joining me today. Uh, As you can tell, we're Still coming from our bunkers as we ride out 2020, Uh, but let me introduce to you our uh, guest today, Jason McCloy. Jason McCloy is a home loan consultant with Cross Country Mortgage uh, right here in Rockledge, Florida. He is a Florida native that has called Brevard County home for the last 18 years. He has been in the mortgage industry on the Space Coast for over 17 years he began his mortgage career working on processing files and attributes that role as helping him to be a better loan officer. Today, he's been recognized over the years for being a top performer in categories that include closed sales, customer loyalty, and mentorship. He works with clients from first-time home buyers to real estate investors and handles both purchase and refi transactions. His company offers a variety of loan types that include conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, and Jumbo, while also offering specialty loans like down payment assistance, renovation loans, and even reverse loans for seniors. Jason prides himself on being a trusted advisor that helps guide clients from the initial conversation to the day of closing, and beyond you're gonna love jason as much as i do by the end of this podcast and so thank you so much for being with me today let's welcome jason mccloy to let's chat all right hey jason thank you so much for being here um like i said we're coming from our bunker so if if dogs bark or trucks go down the street we apologize up front um, do you have any dogs, Jason?
1: I do have a small dog, and he does sporadically go off. <laughs> to that. That's a real thing. So we may
0: have fun. Okay. Well, that's all right. It makes it more interesting anyways. Um, so I wanted to talk today in the intro, just, you know, was talking about the, the home homebuyer roadmap and just kind of want to walk through that process. Um, I know a lot of people don't understand how the process works, and I think for you and I and, and those of us in the industry, we take for granted um, what people do and don't know. Um, Just how to how to get going and and how to get to that dream of having, you know, the house that you want to have. So um, you have a home buyer roadmap um, that we're going to kind of walk through. There's like six steps through this roadmap. Number one uh, on there is meeting with meeting with your lender. And it talks about setting your budget, uh, getting pre-approved and providing initial documentation. Um, Talk about that a little bit and then and then I'll have a, a follow up on that.
1: Sure, sure. So that, that meet with your lender being number one seems contrary to what most people think of. Most people are like, hey, I want to go with a realtor or I want to get on the internet and start looking at houses and then I'll get pre-approved later. It's very important that people understand that you want to go ahead and set your budget, set your you know sales price, set your the payment expectation that you're looking for. And that can be done by, by interacting with your lender even before you engage with a real estate professional, um, because it's so important. And You know, oftentimes I I do get pushback where people are like, "I don't really want my credit pulled yet." You know, I'm not I'm not sure I'm there yet. And my my argument to that is that you know, credit is is kind of like when you go donate blood. Like, so you it it will take a couple points off when you have a hard inquiry, and a hard inquiry is required for for mortgages. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But that will come right back, just like your your body replenishes the blood so does your credit profile replenishes those couple of points that you lost through a hard inquiry. So, Why that's also so important is if there's something that's that's out there that needs to be addressed, if there's a collection that you didn't know about or if there's some type of erroneous information, we want to address that on the front end um, so that it'll be a much smoother, easier process down the road. As far as initial documentation, the way that I do things, and I think most lenders do, is once we get the pre-approval done then i send my clients a detailed um you know bullet-pointed list of these are the documents that you're going to need to provide to get us from from a to b especially if you have somebody who has unique circumstances such as a self-employed borrower a commission-based borrower Um, we really want to take a look at those documents on the front end to make sure that our income calculations are accurate and and i just think the the sooner we get that stuff in the more confident we're going to be and we can send out send them out um to meet with you and 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 get started uh having a, a much better feeling about hey we're we're definitely going to be able to get there
0: yeah and you kind of hit on that um in saying that like people having the fear around you know am i even ready to to talk to a lender um one of the things that I've told people and you and I have talked about this before is, you know, you know, they'll say, well, I'm not quite ready. And, and, you know, I've got this and I've got this. And what I've said is go talk to the lender anyways, because you can find out where you're at and how, how you need to get where you need to get, even if it takes you six months or a year or whatever. This is, you know, for us, this is a long process of walking, walking people from the beginning to the end sometimes. Um, but as far as like uh, just having that initial conversation, maybe not even necessarily having to have the credit pulled, but if you do, like you said, it's it's a couple points. It'll come right back. Um, you know, talk about just if if I'm just completely unaware of of the process. I don't know where I'm at. I don't I don't know what's out there on my credit my credit score, or you know, things that I may have forgotten about. Like what's the importance of of just having that initial conversation even if it takes six months to be in the right position?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So a credit report is a valid document for a mortgage for 120 days. So when I pull that report, it is a usable, viable document for four months. During that four month period, there may be situations where we have to work with the credit bureau um, to get things taken off. There may be something that was erroneous. I've seen where there's a senior and a junior that have the same name, um, and maybe mm. the dad had some medical collections and now the, the son is trying to buy a home. So we really wanna address those things um, as quickly as, as possible. And um, and I like that you touched on, you know, it's not always a, a one and done. It's not like, hey, you're approved, go find the house of your dreams. Oftentimes, I I take on a role of somewhat of a, a credit counselor where you're, right. you're helping clients identify, hey, let's focus on this. Maybe not worry about that. Let's Let's look at this. Don't so much think about that. For example, medical collections. I can't tell you how many times people go and once we pull their credit, we identify some medical collections and they're like, oh, I got to go pay all these off real quick. Most loan types do not require medical collections to be addressed at all. Mm, okay. So I don't want to see them going and, and, you know, using part of what could be their down payment or it could be some some funds that could go to better use, um, paying down, paying off or paying down something that really shouldn't be a focal point. So it's getting that credit is is really instrumental mm. in, in kind of plow, plotting our path forward right. and saying, OK, well. You know, this is what we should be addressing now. This is what we can wait for a little while, and this is something we shouldn't even be worrying about at all.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's super important because a lot of people, you know, think, well, let me just pay everything off. It's going to take me a while. So understanding what affects what affects you and what isn't looked at and what isn't, you know, as significant as other things, that makes the the visit to you really, really important to to get on track for you know reaching reaching the home ownership goal they have. Um, and, and along with that, like, uh, what I kind of started with at first is like meet with your lender first. You said the same thing. The second part of that roadmap is, is then going and finding that home. Um, one of the things that I think we come across all the time is, Hey, I saw this on, you know, that website that starts with Z and, um, I want to see this house and, Um, You know, my first question is, okay, well, what are you, you know, are you, are you doing cash? Are you going to be doing a loan? Are you pre-approved? No, I'm not pre-approved. I don't want to do that till I find the house. Why is that a problem?
1: That's a very good point. So, um, for for one, it's really not fair, especially in this crazy time that we find ourselves in. Um, it's really not fair to the buyer's agent, like you, if you're taking out the buyer to look at properties, and it's not fair to the selling agent and their seller. Um, you don't want to be trouncing through a bunch of houses and <laughs> right. looking at all this stuff if you're not already pre-approved. Right. I also have seen just over the years where um, it can be really demoralizing if somebody's really excited right. and they're like, "Oh, this is the house I want." And then they call me, and I have to be the one to give them the not-so-great news. You
0: have to be the bearer hey, of bad
1: that <laughs> um, That's just not a great experience for anybody. So we, we really want them to be pre-approved um, so it's – you know the best use of your time, uh, setting the right expectation with the, the listing agent and their their seller. Um, I mean, because I certainly wouldn't want you know a bunch of people coming through my house that, sure. that have no way of buying my house, like right. they're just going through and kicking the tires and looking at the, at the cool furniture, but they're <laughs> they have no way of, of actually being able to get that uh, to get that home. So it's um, you know, getting them that that initial pre approval conversation and, and getting you know, when you just said like interviewing them, um, that's so important for, and I'd love to hear that from an agent because you really do want to know, like, what is the plan? Are you, do you have just a bunch of cash in the bank? You're buying this cash or are you getting a gift from a family member? Did you talk to your lender about that? Right. You know, because there are different expectations that have to come with those types of things. Like where's the money coming from? Right. How do you plan on doing this? Because that can be really, um, you know, detrimental as well. I've had, I've had clients where if we're doing a, a certain loan type, we have to prove where the money comes from for the gift. And that means we have to see the donor's bank statement. And the donor has no intention of giving us that bank statement. Right. So we need to know that on the front end, because that would be prohibitive. And we'd have to go, okay, well, maybe this isn't the right way to go. Let's, let's look at a different way of going about it.
0: Well, and I think it's all of this is so crucial. And even just this roadmap and this conversation because. Um, So many people do get very disappointed as they're going along. They're unprepared. And so people say, you know, buying a house is so stressful and it can be stressful, but so many of the stressors can be removed on the front end by having a buyer consultation with an agent, talking with the lender, having the pre-approval and getting all of the the things that could come along and be a, a roadblock is getting as many of those out of the way as possible before you even start the journey. It's exciting. And I know people are. When they're ready to go by, like they're just ready to get out there. I want to see houses. I want to make an offer. But let's let's do the homework. Let's prepare ourselves. And and it makes the process so much, so much less stressful for everybody um, during during that process. So um, so those are definitely key things. Um, the so you've you've met with the lender. You've got your pre-approval. You've uh, you've now you've found a home. You've you know, you've met with the agent. You've guys have found a home. And now it's time to make an offer and apply for the mortgage. Um, to me, like this is, it's such a great flow because those those two go hand in hand. Um, you know, for us as agents, it's not a requirement to submit a pre-approval letter um, to the other side, but pretty much if, if if a listing agent has done their job, their seller's going to ask for that. Um, because what's the point of negotiating for four or five days when you find out this person can't even do this? Um, and so in the making an offer you've got that pre-approval and then uh, let's just like real quick talk about at least, at least, in you know, for, for Florida, um, you know, you make that, that uh, offer you get under contract and now you've got X number of days to make an application. What does applying for a loan mean that versus getting a pre-approval?
1: And that's a great question. So the, the getting a pre-approval and that, that step one of, of talking to the lender that's really to to find out to to look at the credit, run some debt to income ratios, set the expectation with sales price and payment, and I think that's so important you know because you could pre approve someone for a certain sales price. But we all know that, you know, taxes and insurance are different property to property and property type to property type. If you're buying a condo, you're going to have a condo fee that you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have with a single family home. So when I try to pre-approve someone, I'm pre-approving them for a payment as well as a sales price. Because I want them to know, hey, this this $200,000 house, your payment's going to be, you know, $1,500. But it's also, you know, critical that... Um, that they understand that the things that could could change that, you know, that the the elements of what make up your payment that could change that. So in number three, in making an offer, um, that's where you and I or, or myself and the agent and the customer really are, are a team because we want to structure in such a way, like if I know that the customer has limited, you know, cash on hand, then that might be where we say, Okay, let, we're gonna need to ask for some closing costs. And Absolutely. maybe so that changes the aggressiveness of the offer. Maybe you, you can't lowball them quite like we, we would, you know, normally, because we know we're gonna need some seller assistance. Right. So that's where that the the, the the buyer, the realtor, and the lender really work together as a team to make sure that we negotiate a reasonable price and offer that's hopefully going to be accepted, but also that is going to meet the needs of of the buyer on the back end. Um, But but back to what you said about number four Mm of applying for a mortgage. So applying for a mortgage, um, the reason it's different than a pre-approval, a pre-approval is with a TBD property. We don't know what property they're going to buy yet. So we're just making a a best effort. Um, Applying for a mortgage, formally applying, so in the state of Florida, you typically have five days from when the um, execution of the contract occurs um, and becomes effective, that it's written into our contract for five days for them to apply for the mortgage. So this is when the rubber really meets the road. This is where they're providing anything they haven't provided so far as far as initial documentation. Now we're really buttoning it up. We're getting all the bank statements. We're getting a copy of their ID. We're getting their tax returns. We're really making it, um, you know, uh, kind of cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's also the point when once they're under contract, that they have the opportunity to lock their interest rate. Um, so that's that's the part where that can become important. So at at a pre-approval, you can't lock a rate without a property identified. At applying for a mortgage, now you're at the the stage where you can go ahead and, and lock your interest rate if you find that that that's the way to do it. I have just learned from my years of experience in this field that we usually will not do that until we're past the inspection period right. because I've just had so many where the inspection kills the deal right. and then we're starting all the way back over and that can be um, tiresome for the buyer and annoying and, and it also is, is not a lot of fun for me. So, right. so we usually will wait to lock the rate and, and do those type of activities until we're past that inspection period.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, real quick, just backing up to, to number one again, um, if you could just, what is the difference in a pre-approval and being pre-qualified?
1: So we at my at my company uh, don't even offer a prequalification. We what company, only offer Jason? What Uh because a prequalification <laughs> isn't worth a, being written on a bar napkin. That's based on just verbal information that a buyer is providing to you, um, and you're supposed to go off of that and generate this prequalification. I really feel like it's a disservice to all parties. Yep a pre-approval is we have pulled your credit and maybe we've even gotten some income and asset documentation at that stage. So we really can go in with a greater deal of confidence. Um, and again, that just eases everybody's mind, you know, the buyer, myself, and and you, the real estate professional so that we know, um, but that it holds a lot more weight. There's, yeah. there's kind of three levels. There's pre-qualification a pre-approval and then loan commitment. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But once you get to loan commitment, that's like, Oh, you know, that's, the, right. that's what you're really looking for. <laughs> that's the ticket to Wonka Land.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, that's Cross Country Mortgage. I said, what company, Jason? Cross Country Mortgage. But we'll co- <laughs> we're going to come, mortgage, we no. talked about that in the beginning, but we'll come back to that again. Um, yeah, that that is that is really important to understand that difference. And, you know, as, as on the realtor side of things, um, it's really important for us, we really try to encourage, um, you know, uh, Getting with a lender that's going to give you that pre-approval, not a pre-qual, and, um, um, you know, maybe staying away from the online options. Um, uh, Number five, there's underwriting and appraisal. One of the things that is always frustrating, I think, for you guys as lenders and for us as realtors is um, when, when you have to call me and say... Hey, um, our closing day is X, and I'm not getting documents. So, the the scary part of underwriting is you're going to give um, every document possible uh, to that lender. And what's the importance of getting those documents in on the timelines?
1: That's a great question. So we at, at Cross Country. Um, uh, have made it a habit of giving um, spe- specific uh, deadlines so in the old days we would just say hey mr. buyer get me pay stubs and w2s and these things and get them to me you know as soon as you can right, right. well that's too open-ended um, because <laughs> people all we all have busy lives and things happen and so now I'm very specific I'm like I need these by end of business tomorrow right um, because we really want to keep that keep it going um, we want to provide the best most complete package to underwriting uh, so that we can get a really clean approval on the back end. So if we do a really good job on the front end, on the back end, it's not nearly as as bad. Like it's you i mean i just had one yesterday come out of underwriting with three conditions right so you can really like make it very clean um but and, uh, we're at that stage underwriting and appraisal that is really I, I jokingly say but it's true that uh we do a a financial autopsy right
0: that's exactly and, it and it's,
1: we're looking at everything <laughs> we're looking at and, and i refer to my five c's uh usually at this point uh, the five c's so just know, you don't have to jot them down, but just so that people know what they are, (laughs) is the things that make up your your loan profile are the characteristics of the loan. Um, You know, are you buying a primary, a second home, are you buying a condo, a townhome? Um, The credit, um, so what does your credit profile look like? Not just score, but also uh, utilization, and, you know, do you have a a ton of of, uh, collections? Capacity uh, is the third C, and so that's where we're running debt-to-income ratios. That's where we're looking at um, how much of a debt load are you carrying? Um, cash is, is the fourth C, and that is just what it sounds like. It's your asset profile. Like, mm-hmm. do you have a lot of money? Are you going to be getting a gift? Are you pulling money from a 401k? We really want to understand and make that very clear to the underwriter up, up front where that money is coming from right and then lastly is is the fifth um c which is collateral so that is the appraisal that is a survey um that's any inspection so if you need a well inspection or a septic inspection or a wood destroying organism inspection so there's all these these pieces even in the appraisal realm um and so that that last c the collateral piece um can be, and I think we can both attest to this, you know, that that can be a little antsy, make people a little antsy there. Yes. Because it makes the realtors very antsy. Appraise, you're <laughs> hoping there aren't going to be any major, you know, repairs that are required right. and, and those type of things. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then once you've gotten through the underwriting, you've gotten through the appraisal, and then we finally can get to the closing. And so um, just having having that all in your mind as a buyer like it's so important to to do the homework do the hard work up front so that when we can get to that closing day and it's it's a, a happy time and we're exchanging keys and everybody's happy about about that day um, i want to just real quick i know you you know you've got to get back to work but um, to your real work, um, with, uh, uh, just circle back on the credit score real quick. If you, if you can just kind of what makes that up and, and, uh, just kind of explain that a, a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this goes back to the, the it, it really, um, dovetails into the pre-qual versus pre approve right? So if you're somebody who just doesn't want their credit pulled for whatever reason, you're absolutely against it. You're going to be providing that lender, uh, not us, because we're going to require a full credit pool, but you're going to be providing that lender with what you believe is your credit score. And so uh, there is a hierarchy to credit. So your consumer facing stuff, your, your credit karma, your credit wise, your Discover card, your Wells Fargo bank account. They all provide um, a consumer facing credit score. Right. That is not, when you read the fine print, that is not really your credit score. Um, and, and what I mean by a hierarchy is so, you know, consumer facing is always going to be the highest that you, when you pull that credit, that's usually the highest score you're going to see. Next would be revolving. So if you open a credit card, if you're looking at a store card like Macy's or whatever. Third would be um, installments, so that's like student loans or automobile loans or furniture loans from a, a furniture store. They have a fixed amortization and everything. And then last, at the bottom of that pyramid is a mortgage. So what happens is I'll have folks that, God bless them, but they, they're they like, I know my credit score. I looked it up this morning on Credit Karma, right. and it's a 720. Right. And I'm like, well, is it really? <laughs> right. Because not that I don't believe them, but I want to make them aware, and I have to educate them on there is this different types of credit because you could literally apply with me for the mortgage in the morning, go to Macy's that afternoon to open a store card and then go to Bob Steele Chevrolet to open. So you're going to get three different scores from those three different places. So it's a little people don't understand that. Um, So we really want to educate them on the importance of why we want to pull a mortgage credit report because it is just weighted differently. And so the things that make up people's credit score, and I I always try to educate them, this is uh, one of the things that I, I really stress on the front end, is just letting people know, like, well, what is affecting your score? The biggest thing that affects your score is your payment history. Um, that makes up 35% of your credit score composite. Right. 30% is made up by the amount you owe, so your utilization factor. 15% is credit history. Now, notice those are different. 35% is made up of payment history. Have you made your payments on time? is overall credit history. Like, so what, you know, types of credit have you had and how long have you had them? You know, did you just open three new credit cards last month or have you had credit cards for years? That's that's important. Um, And then the last uh, 20% is broken up into two pieces. 10% goes to um, if you've had any new credit extended and they define that as anything within the last 12 months and then credit types. So um, if you have just all of your your credit is comprised of student loans um that may not be a great thing you want to see a variation so you want to see um student loan maybe a car payment maybe a furniture you know i'm not saying go out and create these new debts i'm saying but that's when you're when you're thinking about what makes up your score the different types of credit is is 10 of the overall you know composite so it, it is important and and i just try to tell people i'm like look this is you know, I want you to understand why this credit is the way that it is or or what you could do. And one of the biggest things people often think of when they're thinking of, of fixing their credit, um, they go, oh, I'll just go pay off all these collections. Right. Well, that sounds great at face value. But really, the culprit and this is the this is the secret. The culprit is often utilization. So if you have a thousand dollar limit on your Macy's card, but you've a balance right now of nine hundred dollars that's a 90% utilization right. that is killing your credit score. Right. So you really want to keep about a third from one month to the next, um, and in, in utilization, if you can. So that's, that's, that's kind of our goal is I always tell people like, look, especially if it's long-term versus short-term, because in that interview process, initially I asked them, Hey, are you buying tomorrow? Are you buying a, a month from now? Are you buying six months from now? Right. That helps me give them better advice as to how to handle their credit. So,
0: Yeah, all that's, it's so important. And, and, you know, it affects the the process and how everything's going to work. And, um, you know, just talking about credit, um, I know I do this in my buyer consultations, my transaction coordinator reminds them, I know you remind them, um, but when you're, once you're in the process, once you've, you've started down this roadmap, don't, don't go buy things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's very tempting. You know, people are excited. They go, oh, there's a, there's a Labor Day sales at Lowe's for that new washer yeah. and dryer that I'm going to need. It's Please so wait. tempting and I get it, but I'm like, don't do it Don't do it. We are monitoring that. um, And and I'm glad you brought that up because I I have another flyer for that that I send out with with all my free approvals now, which is called the do's and don'ts flyer. Yes. And it really talks about these are the things you should be doing during this process. And these are the things you definitely shouldn't be doing. And I just try to tell people, look, when you're in this process, try to keep everything as it was when you began. Nothing. No major fluctuations. No major deposits or withdrawals from your account. Yeah, yeah. No opening new credit or closing new credit.
0: Just, just go dark to keep for a while. <laughs> level
1: until you have those keys in your hand. That's right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, I think this is such helpful information because um, you know so many people just they just don't know. It's not what they do day in and day out. And. I wish this was like an entire course in high school so that everybody had some better, <laughs> some better understanding. But Jason, how can we find you?
1: So um, thank you uh, for having me on today. Yes, I really do you. appreciate it. So the best way to get me my cell phone is day or night. And this is truly my personal cell phone. Is, and he uh, answers. 321- he 321-795-1417. Answer. Um, and so that can be out there in the, the, the world because yep. it's already all over the net. Yeah, exactly. Um, or my website which is uh, www.jasonmccloy.net. So that's J-A-S-O-N-M-C-C-L-O-Y.net. And I really love my website. I know a lot of people love their website, but I really do because it's got a lot of fantastic information, articles, blogs, um, calculators, things like that. So um, that's that's the best way to get me. And someday, when we can meet in person, yeah. I do have a physical office in Rockledge, uh, Florida. <laughs> but um, we're not actually meeting with folks right now. But but I look forward to the day when then when we can have that interaction, you know, again.
0: So. Yeah, definitely. So I will I will you know put those those um, forms of contact in the in the notes um, for the podcast. But again, I was going to give your cell phone number because I interrupted you, uh, saying that you really do answer your phone it is three two one seven nine five one four one seven but I'll put all that in there. But Jason, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat about this and and hopefully uh, this clears some things up for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I really appreciate you letting me be a part of it. And hopefully we can do some future segments where we talk about loan types, different loan, like qualifiers for different loan types and and the pros and cons of each.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Jason.
1: All right. Have a great day.
0: You too. All right. Well, I just want to thank Jason again one more time for for taking his time. All his contact info will be in the show notes. And uh, hopefully you got some very helpful info today. Again, this podcast, Let's Chat is for you, the consumer, to understand the process, whether it's buying, selling, investing, whatever you're doing. And so we'll have more conversations like this with Jason and and other people throughout the process, the insurance, the title company, all those uh, partners in the real estate process uh, so that you can better understand how this works. And uh, once again, I really appreciate you for joining me on Let's Chat. The next episode will be out in October. Hope you've had a great September. Look forward to chatting again. And so until next time, have a great rest of your day, whatever time it is that you're listening. And uh, make sure you share this podcast with your friends. Share it on social media. You can find it anywhere that you get your pod.